Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everybody. So a lot of the sessions on the show are about breakups or some kind of relationship challenge. And whether you're going through a breakup or not, there's always something to learn because what breakups illuminate most is a core wound we all have to deal with healing, which is the illusion of separation. And I've talked a little bit about this. I talked about it in the parenting episode, but I want to dive into it a little bit more. So when we're born, We know we're not separate. We know we're connected. We know we're connected to God, source, love, whatever you want to call it. And we are unconditionally loved. And that connection feels absolutely amazing. And then life happens. Things happen. We slip more into humanness, consciousness. We grow up. And the illusion of separation occurs. We sort of forget about that connection to God and we project it on parents first and then we go and project it on romantic relationships and all of us as humans feel this longing, this longing for, for love, for acceptance, for completeness and we look to fill it in a variety of ways, either through relationships or a career or money or having a certain body or living in a certain place, whatever it is, but the most common way is in relationship. We're we're kind of sold. There's this one soulmate out there for us. And movies like Jerry Maguire with lines like, you complete me, reinforce the conditioning that something's missing. And then when we find this special someone, then we'll feel full. And this void, this void for love, this ache can be so painful, especially if we didn't really get unconditional love and a feeling from safety from our parents. It leads a lot of people chasing relationship after relationship, becoming totally obsessed, if not addicted to another person, and really not being able to be alone. You know, getting love from another person can almost feel like an addiction, like you just have to have it. And and love addiction is a real thing. So if you're really resonating with what I'm saying, I encourage you to listen to this call. And I'm also going to give you a book recommendation at the end. Bottom line. We're all here to learn what the real source of love is all about. Any addiction, expectation, hangover, any challenge is a pathway back to God, to spirit, to oneness. I don't care what word you use, but basically it's to heal that illusion of separation. So if you feel that void, if you feel that longing, if you're looking for someone else to complete you, I am all for connection and relationship and love and all of that. And the deep, deep void that you're aching to fill, the love for that is so much closer than you think. It's it's inside of you. And I really want to support you in finding your way back to that so that any love you share with another is just the overflow of love and joy and connection. It's in no way an attempt to fill a void because we don't want to project that on somebody else, right? All right, so more will be revealed as you listen to the call. And as you're listening, consider, are you really hooked into someone you're either in an unsatisfying or admittedly unhealthy relationship with that you just can't seem to let go of, 
even though you know you probably should? Are you still reeling from a breakup and the pain is just so intense, you don't know how you're going to move on? Have you felt a sense of loneliness or not belonging? Is there a void you can't really articulate that you are attempting to fill? Do you believe that once you meet that soulmate, everything will be wonderful and you'll finally feel complete? Those are some heavy questions to consider, but I assure you, you will feel uplifted and clear by the end of this call. And speaking of upliftment, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, On It. You've heard me mention one of my favorite products from them is Alpha Brain, which helps me with focus, energy, and mood. Always helps me feel more uplifted because I get more done, and I just find that my mind is a lot clearer. You can check out Alpha Brain and lots of other amazing products from them at onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Christine for a 10% discount. And now let's get on to my call with Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Um, my question is, I've recently fallen very deeply in love with someone, um, had unbelievable connections with him and he was the, um, it was unexpected and after a divorce. And so I know I wasn't totally healed, but I did fall deeply in love. Um, he, I guess, ended it a couple of times. Um, my sense is that he, I didn't understand at the time, but my sense is that he wasn't comfortable with being in love. He said he'd never been in love at this level. He has never had so much fun with a woman before. And yet he would seem to distance himself and then break things off sometimes. I got triggered in terms of my abandonment issues from my childhood, and I'm beginning to understand some of that, but I'm having a hard time accepting that this great love that I felt so deeply that I may not be able to have, and I'm here, I am alone now, and it seems to hurt worse than it did before. So I'm dealing with my early childhood wounds and the loss of this great love, and and I'm feeling a bit angry, and I'm not really an angry person. So I feel like I have a lot of tie-ins, but not sure how to process from here. Well, first of all, you have my compassion because breakups are so hard. And anytime we feel like we've lost love, it's it's really intense. It's a really intense feeling because it triggers our core wound. All of us, when we're born know we're connected to the greatest source of love that ever is. And that's the love of God, spirit, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. And then as we get more and more into our human experience, we feel that separation and we start to project that love that we felt from source when we were born onto other people, first our parents and then romantic relationships. So this is triggering your big core wound and and that's what these kind of breakups do and that's how they serve us. And I understand that it's hard to accept because when we don't get what we want, of course it's hard to accept. It's hard for the ego to accept. But on a soul level, which is where we can get the most altitude and, and heal the fastest when we look at something from a spiritual perspective or a soul perspective, you know, this is serving you. You drew this experience in to heal these core wounds that you've been carrying around for a long time. So I understand that you don't have to like it, but if you can get to the place of, I accept it, it's not my preference, but I accept it and I'm willing to stop fighting against reality because part of what 
is making this even worse for you is you have the pain of the end of the relationship and feeling like you've lost this love, but then you also are mad that it happened. And it's hard to heal when there's no acceptance. So my first question to you... I'm having a really hard time, even though I, I agree with everything with you intellectually, emotionally, like my heart is just having such a hard time with the loss. And I don't know how to, it's the crying and it's like, oh my gosh, I know what you're saying is a good idea, but I don't know how to do it really okay. well. So let's talk about that. Good awareness. So it seems like you're stuck on the emotional level and in, in Expectation Hangover, the last my last book, when I do the treatment plan for getting over any kind of disappointment or expectation hangover, which you're having, I start with the emotional level because it's the one that we most avoid. And this is also why in my signature retreat, we spend a lot of time on the emotional level teaching people how to deal with their emotions because most of us don't know. So my guess is that when you're crying, you're not crying in the form of what I call releasing your feelings, you're recycling them meaning you're crying, but you're still thinking, I can't believe this happened. Why is this happening? When is this going to be over? I hate this. Like there's still a commentary that's happening when you're crying. Is that accurate? Yes, a lot of it, yes. Okay. So what that does is that then recycles your feelings because in order for feelings to be released, we have to have them in the state of compassion, meaning, for example, do you have children? No, I lost two, but I, I don't, I, ha- I had two stepchildren, but I, I understand the love of a child and, and I do understand that. You, you lost two of your own children? Well, two babies, unfortunately. Two babies. I lost, yeah. Okay, so you, so, the, so loss is a big core wound in your life. Oh, I'm, I, again, like I'm just so with you. If you were sitting in front of me, I'd give you a big hug and I'd just let you cry in my arms because as you know from children, we need someone just to hold a space of compassion when we're upset and not analyze us and not judge us and not give us any commentary. And that's what we have to learn to do for ourselves too is have our feelings, cry our tears and have another part of us inside that's going, it's okay, it's okay, let it out, and not judge the process. And another thing for you, Deborah, that you said a little earlier that I want to go back to is you said, I'm not an angry person. No one is an angry person. That's not who any of us are at our core, but we have anger. It's one of the feelings that we go through as humans. And usually anger and hurt go together. And most women can go into hurt and can go into sadness and can go into despair, but they have a hard time really feeling anger. And until we process the anger, a lot of times we end up kind of feeling depressed because it takes a lot of energy to suppress the anger. So for you, with how much loss you've had in your life, there's anger there, there's rage there. And it's important that you get that out. And so, um, In Expectation Hangover, there's a part that I teach called the temper tantrum technique where I walk you through pretty much how to have an adult temper tantrum. And if that sounds a little too intense, what you could do is something else called release writing where you sit down with a journal or just empty sheets of paper and you start writing, I'm angry because I'm pissed because I'm I'm so upset because I'm mad because... And you just write, 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 write. And you write 
so fast that you can't even read your own handwriting because you're just letting the energy move up and out through your body. And then when you feel like you've had a shift of energy, then you rip that up into tiny pieces. You don't, you don't keep that writing. But the big thing for you, you know, right now, like traditional kind of talk therapy or just giving you advice isn't going to move the needle on this as much as you want, Deborah. It's like the physical release of the sadness, of the anger, and then moving into a place of compassion and forgiveness is truly what's going to help you start to feel some relief from this. Well, I do understand what you're saying because um, this particular person had a lot of characteristics like my mother and my mother had this distancing kind of, this is what she did. And so there was a lot of abandonment and distancing from my parents. And I know that I, I didn't know how to process that as a child. I just hurt and I did go into depression. Um, so I, that makes sense to me that all of this has to come up, that there is some of this left from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that part really makes sense to me. Yeah, it's all we can. This is the way it works. We continue to attract people and situations that trigger our core issues and reflect our old belief systems and story until we heal the feelings and change the patterning. See, and now mentally, now if we shift to the mental level, you have a story about being abandoned and about losing. And the truth is, Deborah, you were never abandoned. You were never abandoned. What word do you use for your higher power? God. God, okay. God never abandoned you. He's always, always there with you. You feel abandoned because in our human world reality, when we lose that connection with God, because again, going back to what I said earlier, when we're born, we know we're so connected to God. And then the kind of world we live in, that isn't reinforced. And we project God onto parents. That's the first place we project it. And so if one of them leaves us or isn't there, then we feel that loss and then we sort of kind of project that on romantic relationships. So because most of us don't learn that our source of love lies within, we think we get love from others. And so when someone leaves or takes it away, of course we feel abandoned. That's, it's a very natural feeling to have until we realize that truly we can never be abandoned by love because it, it, is, it is our essence. And so what you have to realize is the people that abandoned you, they were doing the best they could with what they had at the time. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Parents who did I shut down because of it? Like, am I responsible as a child for maybe having the wrong response? Like, I shut down or got angry because they were distancing. First of all, you have to hear me on this. You did not do anything wrong, especially little Deborah. She did not do anything wrong. You did the best you could with the tools you had at the time. Now, Grown up Deborah has more tools and more awareness to go back and help that younger Deborah heal. So, another part of that is just to go back inside. Like, close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes and put your hand on one hand on your heart and one hand on your lower belly, like right below your navel. And just go back to a time like, what, what was the age where you felt most abandoned? When did it happen? 
Well, my mother collapsed when I was six weeks old and couldn't breastfeed me. She became very ill, and then I became very ill, and she was... She said she really couldn't take care of me the first seven years. She had another toddler, and she used to push me up the stairs because she couldn't carry me. And mm-hmm. it was it was bad, very okay. bad. The marriage was bad. okay. So, I just want you to again connect to that hand on your heart and that hand on your belly, and just see that little baby from six weeks all the way through your childhood. But really connect with the baby, the infant. And, you know, your mother did the best she could with her life curriculum. And on some level, you picked her. So, but now it's time to mother yourself. You may not have any children in your life externally right now, but you know how to mother. And now it's time for you to mother that younger part. And what would you say, what would you say to that little, sweet, precious baby who's just so lovable, what would you say to her? What would you want her to know? And what would you want her to feel? I guess that you're not alone. That God does love you and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that what, what I'm feeling is true because I grew up with, everyone told me I was wrong for feeling the way I felt. And so on top of the abandonment, and I was told that my feelings were wrong, so it really messes you up. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But it's sort of like, here's the thing. What people tell us, especially when we're young, we make true in our minds because they're older or, you know, right. because that's just, we believe what people tell us. But if you look at the people who were telling you these things, did they live lives that seemed peaceful and fulfilled and loving and content? Like, would you say that they lived lives of wisdom and love? No. Okay. So it's sort of like, would you take life advice from a crazy person? Not necessarily, right? Because it's like, okay, this is probably not the person that I want to take advice from. So be discerning about what you choose to believe and Yes, you were told those things and they got programmed, but you can unprogram them. So now the work for you, Deborah, is not to go chasing love in external situations. That's why this relationship ended because on a soul level, it's more important to find this love within than externally. And then you can go attract a relationship that's based more on true love, not projection love. And I, I totally get that. And, and I, I do feel very much like I I don't even want to have another relationship like this right now. I, I feel exactly what you're saying. That this is the time I need to heal and, and I want to do that. Okay. So I want to point out to you that your entire voice and energy just shifted. This is the first time in the call I felt you come out of victim energy which is amazing. And I want you to feel that. And I want you to celebrate that because you are not a victim. You are not abandoned. You are so lovable. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Uh, Everything you said just really, you know, it just makes sense. And I, I was having trouble, even though I knew a lot of the pieces of what you said, I was having sense coming all together and the way you have related it, it, it makes it, it just feels more whole, like it, it addresses me as a person and this, this whole journey with all the painful aspects that I've had to deal with. Yes. Wonderful. So this is great awareness. I hear it in your voice. So then the next step is to continue to work through it. 
to use some of the tools I suggested and to really mother yourself because, you know, a mother's job is never done. Mothers are always mothering. They're always checking in. They're always there. It's what makes quote unquote, a good mother. I don't like using the words good or bad, but truly the, the archetype of mother at its highest vibration is unconditional love and acceptance and nurturing and compassion. And we have to do that with ourselves. I've said this many times on the show is as adults, we are reparenting ourselves because our parents did the best they could, you know, and, and it's letting go of what was and what we would have liked and starting to create that experience inside ourselves. So I commend you. I honor you. I see how quickly you've shifted in this call. And so I know, I know you can continue walking this through and have a completely different experience inside yourself. And it has, and please, please, when the thoughts go to the guy or the breakup, really just see him as, as a teacher and as a catalyst. It, it wouldn't have worked with him anyway because when we attract people, when we still have these issues kind of flaring up, they're more what I call issue-based relationships than they are true partnerships. So work on this, be an amazing partner to yourself and know that that love you're looking for is a love within. And this is also the time to dive back into your relationship with God and really feel that connection. Okay. Okay, Deborah. I have one more question. How, how did I get sidetracked from my coming into this world as a baby, loving God and feeling His presence? How did I get sidetracked, or does that happen to all of us? It happens to all of us. Someone leaves. Someone says something, and we get teased. We have we even even a move. Our our mom getting sick when we're young and not being there. I mean. It can be something huge like abuse and abandonment, or it can be something small like you're the oldest and a sibling's born and you feel like love goes away. There's so many ways that it happens, but it does happen. It does happen to, I don't want to say everyone because I don't want to make totally blanket statements, but it happens to most of us. And that's all we're here to learn as humans is that we're totally connected and love is our essence. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I totally get everything you said and I, it's, it's what I, you know, it's just going to help me go forward from here, which is, I was feeling sort of stuck in this whole cycle. So you heard how Deborah was right up against this core wound of the illusion of separation. And gosh, what a journey she's had with it. I mean, starting with her mother being ill when she was a baby and she couldn't be with her. Oh, so much of her life and starting at an early age, she had to deal with this feeling of abandonment. So I have so, so much compassion for her and for anyone who can relate. And also so much acknowledgement for Deborah's willingness to show up, to ask for help, to receive the information and move out of victim. Amazing and so inspiring. I was so inspired by her and I hope you were as well. You know, and what really is the game changer when it comes to growth is the willingness, the willingness to get out of victim, the willingness to not be our story. That's especially important when we're getting over a breakup. You've got to stop obsessing over the other person, wondering why, trying to get them back, analyzing the relationships, stalking them on social media, because it's not usually about them. That person is triggering old wounds, not just from the illusion of separation, but from any time you felt abandoned, rejected, or unloved. To really, really heal, you must first move into acceptance. Acceptance 
that it's over. Acceptance of the breakup. Acceptance that now you need to face your relationship with yourself instead of continuing to fight with reality and trying to get them back. And then it's really allowing yourself to feel your emotions like I talked with Deborah about, especially anger. No, we, even especially you women out there, we don't always have a way or a know-how of how to process anger and big emotions. So if you're feeling a little emotionally suppressed or repressed, please find tools to help you release them. Whether it's my book, Expectation Hangover, I teach you the temper tantrum technique and release writing or other resources, I don't care what it is, just find a way to release your emotions so you don't have to fight against them anymore. And next, it's about moving into a place of compassion, real sweet compassion with yourself. You really are doing the best you could and you always have been doing the best you could. So all that love you're looking for on the outside, you've got to give to yourself. And it's also about deciding mentally what beliefs we want to keep. As in Deborah's case, she was taking on beliefs from people that she sees were not the best sources of information. So look at what you've taken on. Look at what you've allowed other people to tell you. And then look at the people you have allowed to tell you that and go, wait a second. Is that really who I want to make the source of my belief system and information? So anything you're hanging on to that's really truly not your belief or was seeded by someone whose life you really don't want to emulate, time to let that go. And finally, really getting through any breakup, forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving the other person and letting it go. And now some assignments for you. I mentioned love addiction earlier. If you're curious about this and something inside you went, hmm, Uh, that kind of sounds like me, then I encourage you to check out Facing Love Addiction by Pia Melody. You can find it on Amazon or any other resources that resonate with you. Second, if you're in a breakup, use the emotional section of Expectation Hangover and do all the exercises in the book, especially the meditations and visualizations that will really help you with letting it go. And please, 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 if you can, Block your ex, like get off of Facebook and social media, stop emailing, texting, like in order for you to heal, you've got to let it go and move on and live your own life. And most important, this is a beautiful time to deepen or start your spiritual practice. I've said over and over again in this episode that breakups trigger that core wound of the illusion of separation. So this is a time to go deep within and remember, remember that connection to the ultimate source of love. And remember, my friends, you are so, 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 so loved and you are never alone. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.